I've got a question about the um, about the theme tune. I don't think we need a theme tune. No, but it it does set up a nice start. I mean, we, we could we could just sit there with a da 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 da. Hardy dies, friends. I mean, the problem is that's that's copyrighted. I mean, it is. I dream of genie. Yeah, but we can sing it, and or that's bewitched. fine. If we cover it, we're fine. Also, if you do less, what's it like? Less than two lines of it. It's okay. for it's fair use. Okay, so so that goes. Hardy dies, friends. But um, bum 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 boop. No, that's the third line. Now we're going to get genie coming around here. I I think that we can we could. We should do this one without any theme music. Alright, try it out. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends, episode 6. My name is Grant Howitt, this is Chris Taylor, and we're here to answer your RPG questions, whether you want us to or not. Very good. Thank you, you very much. You enjoyed monopolising the intro. I thought it was great. I think I think I should take a little a little moment here, mm-hmm. a couple of seconds, in that it is, mm-hmm. it is March the 1st. Yes. Which is St. David's Day. Okay. Patron Saint of Wales. Right. And so, in honour of this, I think that you shouldn't do any more racist Welsh accents for a month. I don't think it needs to be a Saints Day for me not to do Welsh accents. But, <laughs> yeah, but I think like a special, a special go at not doing that accent, like Lent. Yeah, but for racism. Yeah, I mean, like okay. St David's Day for the Welsh. Obviously, it's their saint. Mm. They, yeah. they can have it if they want it. Mm-hmm. Um, traditional festivities for this. Include yeah. wearing daffodils and leeks, which that's that's great. I love just that. reinforcing your stereotypes, guys. I think that's okay. You know, I mean, that's what they grow there: daffodils and leeks and big rugby boys. Big rugby boys. Huge who rugby boys. They are dangerous. Big hairy rugby boys who have no qualms about having a good old song and drink on a train. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, and the Welsh are living life to the fullest, and I appreciate that. But Should fine, we get to the I, RPG I will, and away from do, real world. I will, I will not do any more Welsh accents. Can I do other accents? Sure, but not I, Welsh ones. Well, I mean, I could never really do one to start with, so I think that should... That should <laughs> no, but you tried, and that is the problem. <laughs> was it the Fireman Sam bit? I think is that it was. the issue? Okay, well, thank you as ever, you, the listener, uh, for writing in. Uh, we we have had as ever a, an unrelenting torrent of questions smashing down the doors of Hearty Dice Towers and bothering everyone else who lives in the building and ruining all of our paperwork. They've it's it's you know that scene from the first film, uh, the first Harry Potter film with the letters. Yeah, it's like that, but it's mainly questions about wizards. Actually, some, which I, I guess that minor... was questions about wizards too, wasn't it? And some minor flooding. Yeah. Yeah, apparently also one of the water mains is broken, so that's an issue yeah. uh, from the weight of the letters. Uh, there's a couple of dogs stuck down there. I yep, mean, well, that that will that will fill the gutters. Yeah, I, I will say like the dogs, they're not an immediate problem anymore, but they will become a problem soon once they when start they, to go off, and when they start rising back up, that is going to be a problem. So yeah, uh, if you could if you could please limit um, limit your responses to maybe I'm going to say like six sides of A4. Yep. When you send in questions, and no livestock. Great. Yeah, any like, please don't write your questions down on dogs or cows. Can we can we do some questions? Yeah, okay. What's the first question, my hearty dice friend? What is the first question? I'm going to go with an interesting one. 
Oh, from please do. The Reddits. From the Reddit. Just, just, just say Reddit. I like the Reddits because it's there's, wrong. M- there's multiple Reddits. We're only using one, but carry on. Okay. Good superpowers for an NPC. Who sent this one in? Uh, an uppity scapegoat. What a brilliant name. Tops. Good, like superpowers, good superpowers for an NPC. But, like, specifically for an NPC. Time so they don't, they don't have to be, like, effective in any way. Ah, mm. uh, okay. I, I will say, actually, you and I were in a game which had the best um, named supervillain. Uh, which I've ever seen. Uh, it was uh, Mike, uh, a guy called Mike ran a superheroes game, and he had a an, an English time based villain called Greenwich Mean Time. He was so mean, which I really liked. Um, I think um, time con- like t- time control is a good one because you don't have to actually use any rules to represent it. Yeah, it can be a lot woollier. Mm. But you want like useless superpowers. Well, not necessarily useless, but like you don't have to be particularly good at combat. What about control of planes? That would be an interesting one. Because that's that's a hell of a weapon. But also, I mean, just just for japes, like spelling out rude words in planes in the in plane trails in the sky. That's true. Hey, I like that. Just just really like superhuman accounting. How about making sure people you kill become ghosts? <laughs> just a hundred percent success rate. Yeah, you're you're guaranteed a ghost at the end of this experience. That could work. I'm pretty that sure it's already a superpower. Actually, is it? Probably. I think it's just yeah. just being a murderer. But you have, but like ghosts are guaranteed. I mean, maybe maybe like they're your buds afterwards. I don't know. Why would they be your buds? <laughs> Ghost friends. <laughs> well, oh, you well. murdered me! I love you so. <laughs> I have to appreciate your moxie. <laughs> you really, you really stuck it to me, didn't you? <laughs> That went a bit um, Santa, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm sad that you've killed Santa. Yeah, well, he's a ghost. But happy now. that you've got the ghost of Santa. Spectral presence. What about... Oh, I, feel, yes. I, I, sense, I sense a spectral presence in the room. Yes. What about Santa Claus powers? Yep, well, I mean, that's what you got round the world in a single night. So you've got um, faster... It's not quite faster than light travel, but pretty fast travel. Well, it's going to have to be, because like you've got to spend a certain amount of time in each house. Daintily putting the presents under the tree. Actually, hang on, because you Cause never see you never see him in a hurry, do you? Like in that's films, the re- that's the real challenge, isn't it? Mm. Because like getting to the places, you know, like we've already got planes which go pretty fast. You can like I I, I can imagine that uh, th- that makes sense. Just like it's like a plane, but it goes faster. All right, cool, I got that. How are you putting the things in place? Yeah, without breaking them, because obviously if you. If you're moving, you know, the presence of ours... At Mach 20 or whatever. Yeah, like, the sudden stop under the tree is going to just destroy mm. anything inside the present. And, and you've got the to be trees there will catch fire. Long... Yeah, and you've got to be there just long enough so that a child can notice you. Mm. And you've got to wolf down the, um... Well, we used to leave out carling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we, we just did a fine sherry and a homemade mince pie. Oh, that's nice. Now we used to, we used to have carling and, um... No, that was it, really. I got to open it. <laughs> and drink it. Dad would wake me up and open it, and then send me back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, we used to leave out Christmas mince pies. memories. We used to leave out mince pies and shit. Brandy it was, I think. It's brandy. It's, I, I, I don't know why it's, it's, it's always like brandy or sherry, never just like scotch. Well, because he's, cause he's, cause he's old-fashioned, isn't he? And, and scotch is a brand new thing. Well, yes. 
It's modern. <laughs> no, like, 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 gen- like, I can imagine a gentleman, an old-fashioned gentleman, would have would have some sherry or brandy. But it's not like having a belt of scotch. A belt of scotch is something you'd have to steal yourself. I think he's going to need it. Like he's got a lot. He's got a lot on that evening. I, I think he needs to drink as little as possible. <laughs> One fuck up, and he's taken out a street. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just jackknifing the sleigh. <laughs> Just bombing it down down a motorway. Just oh, he knocks over just a shipping container, t- touching the end of a row of terraced houses, and just tumbling like an AK forty seven round through flesh. <laughs> the reindeer sharding into, into <laughs> surrounding streets. <laughs> so yeah, Santa. Yeah. Super speed. Limited necromancy. Oh, Limited. sorry. Um, sorry, I, I was, I was, I was just naming powers that'd be fun. Yeah, no, he's got no, super no. speed, super yeah. dexterity. He's got control over force and elves and elves. Well, that's. I assume that's just you know, like he owns a workhouse. Has he got like? like I just think he's a beadle from Oliver Twist. He doesn't buy the raw materials, does he? Like the elves make things, but how does that work? I don't like, know. Do the elves... I mean, who ships to Lapland? I'm guessing like. I'm figuring the el- the elven workshop must be a self-sustaining thing which produces toys. A bit like imagine like like a magical fount which healed you. Right. It's like that, but the elves work the magic and then make, you know, PS4s. There's not just some kind of colossal larval elf that's just like birthing the raw materials or anything. This the matriarch. Yeah, just 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 extruding like a really Ooh. rudimentary looking rocking horse. Played here by Lisa Tarbuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just grunting a half-formed rocket horse out of a tremendous <laughs> cloaca, which the elves come and sort of scrape the slime off and hew down. And then, and then knock some humbrel enamel paints over it. <laughs> and ship it out to children. <laughs> well, we're not Christmas, kids. Do you reckon she eats pine trees and that's how she gets, gets like... Maybe. And that, that's why we have Christmas trees. Yes, it's just the very top bit mm. that we get sent. Ah, right, and like, and then, and then she has... Oh, so, gosh, gosh, so she's really big then? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah no, I'm talking like a story... Because like I, I was imagining her like like big for an elf, like 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 maybe like room sized, like sofa sized. No, no, I'm I'm thinking like she's she's got her own she got her own warehouse. She's got to be big enough to push out those little electric cars that rich kids get. Yeah, like a whole Skelectric set. Well, it's not built, is it? No, but it's a big box. That's true. Or a bike. My God, a bike! Well, you see, maybe that's what the elves are for. She, she like she pushes out a load of like sticky components, and oh, the so elves just, just like some pedals and a bike chain fall out of her, <laughs> and the elves build it. Those poor elves. Presumably, another thing she puts out is elves. Yes, maybe the second queen that does the elves. Maybe, maybe they work in shifts. So essentially, make your NPCs did they, Santa. Did they? Did they? They have sex with her. I. How how is it ants do it? They 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 they, they lay unfertilized eggs. Like how how do they? I'm really going to hope so. I'm yeah. I'm not going to Google it. Answer on a postcard if you know, but send it to somebody else because I don't want that knowledge. Mm. But yeah, definitely make you the next NPC in your superheroes game, Santa, and go the route we just did. <laughs> 
because that's a whole game in of itself. Kind of like the Flash, but drunk and in a sleigh. Yep. Yeah, with also, the speed force. Also, what you need to uh, the speed force. I, I, I was reading a comic on online, and the Flash used the speed force to turn someone into a statue. Yeah, he took he took all the speed out of him. Fuck off. Yeah, like I, the Flash is a great character. That's fine, but trying to solve the physics of it and not just going it's superpowers. Yeah, he's a wizard. Yeah, if the second you try and solve the physics of it, you sound yeah. silly. All right, what's the next question? Our next question. Um, well, it's kind of an analog to that, mm-hmm. but advice for fun characters. Okay. Who sends this one in? Uh, this is 102 separate Bs. This person's name is 102 Bs <laughs> on Reddit. So just, I guess they ask in chorus. I figure they just swarm over the keyboard and kind of work it out themselves. Yeah, that's pretty good. That explains the punctuation in the post. So I have some genuine advice for a fun character. And that is to take your take the stereotype for what your class is and then invert as much of it as you can. Okay, so let's go with Ranger. Okay, cool. Walk, walk so, me through the process. So your stereotypical Ranger is a loner, is uh, is I'm going to say stealthy, has a has has some sort of forest based animal. So you can like it like a wolf or a bear or an yeah, owl or a as hawk. a tradition. Then they'll use a bow, and then probably two weapons. Mm-hmm. Right. Try and invert as much of that as possible. So, they are intensely community focused and have a load of friends. Good. So, so immediately you take the, uh, the you take the feat that gives you followers as, right. soon, as soon as possible. So, are some you... sort of like youth group. Yeah, actually, like a boy young scout enterprise leader. boy sort scout of scheme. Leader. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But, um, Big instead, yep. Yeah, instead of being stealthy, you are clumsy, but you put all your points in charisma. Or have one to, of those one arm, one man band systems. That's good. I like to that. entertain the scouts. You uh, you have a. I'm thinking axes and throwing axes. That works. I mean, it's still dual wielding. Yeah, not the way you do it. <laughs> one at a time, or not at all. <laughs> Health and, and safety, kids. Oh no, pen knives. Pen knives. Oh god, pen knives. Oh, that's brilliant. There you go. Yeah, a penknife ranger, and like, and like, you really hope your GM actually penknives and air rifles. You really hope your um, <laughs> pellet guns. You hope your GM is kind enough to like let you do normal damage with joke weapons. Yeah. So yeah, I'm doing in, like when you roll badly, you're using the file end rather than the knife. <laughs> He's trying to file him down. <laughs> Good for a treant. And I think like that's 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 maybe a, maybe kind of a one joke character, but. If you if if you actually apply like let's, 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 let's we we've got the joke there and the joke is that, that you're you're playing a boy scout leader as a um as a ranger and you take that joke and you sort of kind of dial it back a little bit but the idea is that if you're community focused and you're not doing the and you, you're you're not doing the stealthy loner thing you're like like you're basically rambling but you're still an adventurer. Uh, one of the problems with making a in in quotation marks fun character is that often it doesn't gel with the rest of the group and you end up um, rubbing against them and that's no fun. But like maybe you know if 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 you've got a um, if you've got a good GM, your um, your adventuring companion is um, 
six kids. Yeah. You're like you're like Captain Tootsie Roll. What? From the old comics. From the old comics, Captain Tootsie Roll. I've never heard of him. Okay, he, he, he used to lead children into dangerous situations in the woods and then give them sweets. <laughs> Sounds like an asshole. Yeah, he wasn't great. But just just, just looking at it as a as a community driven ranger is, is super is super interesting. And like yeah. well, because you've got the you've got rangers that are off in the wilderness living alone, being grumpy and having a beard. Yeah, your standard Aragorn from the start of Lord of the Rings shit. Exactly. But then you've also got the rangers who live in the middle of the the, the sort of woodland community, the small mm. village, who go out for hunting. Or like police officers to, as well. Yeah, who go out to deal with the threats in the area. Like if they've heard of a, a dire bear moving yeah. through the countryside, it's those rangers who are going to go out and attempt to hunt the thing or at least drive it off. I'd like to play a whole campaign based around them. That would be really nice to do a, little, a, a small village life yeah. thing where you just dial back all the things. So, so dragons are like dire bears. Yeah. So, so, so everything's a bear. <laughs> <laughs> the inn's out of booze. With those damn bears again. No. You just, but, you but, just you but scale you have, everything yeah. back and make it and make the problems local. You have dire bear and like and like maybe like well we've got we've got a goblet infestation. Yeah. And you've got like you you've got your village and you've got like at, like outlying communities and the deal is you have to keep these communities ticking over to try and keep your to try and keep everything you know friendly and nice and then maybe like once you hit level six orcs invade and at that point you've you've really got a lot to lose yeah and also I mean like one of the iconic games that you can use for this is Mouse Guard hmm I've not played that I've not even read it you know it's it's lovely really but should. like one of your main jobs in Mouse Guard is delivering post hmm. Like that's great. Just if you don't want to play it as you know mice fighting owls, mm. which is fine. If you want to, if you want mm. to take it to be people, then it's much a similar game. You're just very local. Like, can we get this piece of mail over there? That's mm. super dangerous. Can you invert a character for me, Chris? Which character would you like me to invert? I want you to invert paladins. Invert a paladin. Paladins. Invert a paladin. So first off, the big problem with paladins for me is mm-hmm. lawful good. Yeah. Lawful good or everything just breaks. Like, you can't mm-hmm. use your class anymore. <laughs> um, so the first thing you need to do is get rid of that alignment problem. Right. Like, there's a lot of... We're assuming you have a flexible GM in all of these things. Yeah, yeah, literally, you have to. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Mm. Um, but depending on the god that you follow, or the... the Think of the word, the paradigm that you're after. Yeah, you can easily get rid of the lawful good, sure, and go with something more. I mean, you could, you could. This is a great place to make uh, going back to the community focused game mm-hmm. to make your mayor. Okay, your mayor would be amazing as a paladin, like because what he's doing is he <laughs> is defending a way of life, mm, a civilization. Yeah, like the 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 homeland of his people. And he's protecting the the downtrodden. Mm. I mean, we're, we're assuming he's not a villainous mayor here with curly moustache. Yeah. Um, but the paladin, just as divorced from that as, as, a, mm. as a class, is super difficult to invert, in my opinion. Oh, really? Yeah, just because so much of their character class is built around a role playing perspective, mm. whereas the the ranger is built around two weapon fighting. Mm-hmm. Like your 
lay on hands mm-hmm. is designed as though your god gave it to you and they cast spells mm. so you kind of need to find a another reason for that to work like i mean i suppose you could like you could try and you could try and palm it off as um, incidental magic if that's the word what what's the word the opposite of vulgar magic coincidental yes coincidental magic so like your lay on hands is you is, is is you like getting people back up on their feet and pushing them back into the fight um your 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 summon mount is you whistling and your horse runs out from the woods not it doesn't just appear from beneath your legs yeah but things like smite evil well it's just because you really hate evil yeah it's it's just more damage right yeah yeah well then you do more damage versus people who you know are bad like Turn the punisher undead. Um, you've got a really ugly face, so ugly that skeletons <laughs> run away from it. <laughs> but it's only frightening to skeletons. You've got a At lot more point, flesh on there than normal. <laughs> At that point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take turn undead. I suppose. I think it's just a base class thing, isn't it? That's clerics, mate. No, I think I think paladins can do it too. Yeah. Well, I, I guess whatever edition we're on. Well, yeah. let's, let's think about like so. Paladins traditionally wear heavy armor, right? Yeah. Right. Scrap that. So robes, robes, uh, leather. Uh, they usually use shields. No, nope, not anymore. They usually use swords. None of that, thank you. A whip. Yeah, I mean, like a whip. What's that? What's that saying about the paladin? That he doesn't want to engage in combat at any point <laughs> because he's because he rolls a t four and it's useless. <laughs> he's got reach, barely. Yeah, Get a spike chain. It's all about the spike chains. Always has been. I think. I, I think like one of the things which which we've which we've hit on here. We'll move on from this question in a little bit. One of the things which we've hit on here is that to have a fun character, it's important to cement it in the world. Yeah. So if your character isn't cemented in the world, there's nothing for them to push back against, nothing for them to stand up on. And they they, they are free-floating and can be very boring because it, it feels like they're not having an impact, they're not coming from anywhere. Whereas the game, like the game, like we sort of hit upon a game where it's like, oh, actually, like we're, we're, we're defending a small village, probably only running up to level six from local threats. Uh, with the idea that eventually a larger threat will arise, and from that you've got a ranger who is like a woodlands policeman. You've got a paladin who is an armored mayor who's going out and defending the town. You've got a maybe like a wizard who's using um, who's like more of a witchy outcast character who lives in a hut in the middle of nowhere. Herbalist type. Herbalist, yeah. Um, Soothsayer. You've got a a poet who is a uh, you, you've got a poet sorcerer. Who is who is slumming it and like kind of Lord Byron esque, or like well, like like the poets, yeah, that sort of thing, you know. But like an- you, another what... important thing with that though is that making sure that everybody in the game is on the same page when you do yes. that. Yes, hundred percent. Because if someone's playing, oh, I'm playing a cat girl. Fuck off. <laughs> right, cat girls aside, which they should be. Um, if you've got. Two of you making the mayor of this town and one and a ranger, uh-huh. and another person who's playing an itinerant grumpy fighter from a mercenary yeah. camp who just stays one day, does a job, moves on, collects gold. Yeah. Like that, you can't play together. I half think of you are defending a town, and half of you are leaving. At that point, the idea becomes: um, I'm going to play an itinerant mercenary uh, uh, fighter, but my character goal is to find a reason to stay. Yeah, so like my character wants to move on. I, I, ain't, I ain't getting tied down in nowhere. He's played by Tom Waits. I ain't getting tied down in nowhere. With a one-eyed friend. 
I met a woman in Paris. She had no eyes and no legs. And she sang a song so sweet. No. (laughs) Um, But, like, at that point, you look into story positioning. And the idea is that, well, like, my character wants to move on. But I, as a player, want to have one to play a character who's convinced to stay. And that's fun. And so you say that up front to the other characters in search of the GM. All right, give me a reason to stay. Like maybe, maybe there's some. Like maybe I maybe I really fancy the local bartender, and I want to I want to try and woo him. Or even maybe just like I, a nice safe place to retire to, like yeah. to somebody who's who's a roving mercenary, yeah. not fighting in a war, and yeah. ha- and having the occasional bear attack is probably yeah. lovely. That well, for a given value of the word lovely, in yeah. comparison, yeah, for sure. So one. Cement your like cement your character into the world. Two invert stereotypes about your characters to surprise people. And three, use story positioning. Good. And I'm going to take a sip of water because my throat's sore from all the Tom Waits. <laughs> It'll do that to you. Oh, right. So we asked a question on Twitter, as as we like to do. <clears throat> this is actually going to tie back into the last uh, last few things we've been talking about. Well, this is good. The question I asked was, please describe your current player character and we'll come up with a role-playing challenge for them. Ooh, pretty fancy. So what I'd like to do, Chris, you and I are going to take turns and okay. we're going to read down this list. Uh, I'm going to, going to send over the tweets, you know. We're going to read down this list of, uh, of responses and then as, as quickly as we can um, give, a, give a role-playing challenge for each okay. of these characters. So I'll go first. Steve Martin writes, Rogue who's trying to live up to his grandfather's probably wildly exaggerated stories of his own adventures. Uh, Rogue finds old photograph slash documentation in his loft after Mm -hmm. grandfather dies that he was in fact the henchman for a part of adventurers and never actually did anything. And he was always like standing at the back. Yeah, just like trying to get in, trying to get into the picture. Hmm. Just, just, he was just like the annoyance for the adventuring party. I think he should disguise himself as his grandfather, because like, like, so, so his grandfather's got, got wildly exaggerated stories. He realizes his grandfather's actually a coward in an attempt to, like, to 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 save his grandfather's honor and therefore his family's honor. Disguises himself as his granddad and goes and does a brilliant heist. Completes the job his grandfather never finished. Yeah, precisely. Steals the queen's jewels. <laughs> <laughs> that tailed off nicely. I was I, like, I, 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 I thought it was very. I, I had a thought in my head, and it was very rude, and I didn't want to say it on the <laughs> that book. Is, that is fair. It, yeah. Uh, the next one from Luke Beardy Noise. Beardy Noise. I I don't know his surname. Uh, Viking wizard from an upper class family, clever and strong but clumsy. Really likes bears, sports, and fire magic. You need to invent the first um, bear sport fire event. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like going to a cricket match. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking that you invent um, what would you, what would you call it? Bear ball. <laughs> bear ball. No, 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 that's wrong. Sorry, fireball. You call it fireball. Fire bear ball. <clears throat> Fiery bear ball. Whatever the fuck it's called. Um, like it's it's an extreme sport, and the idea is that 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 you that you ride bears. And kick a ball, get the bears to carry a ball through a hoop, but also there's massive fuck off fires everywhere. That's good. Um, I think That's I extreme. think the, ch- the challenge extreme is very much what I was thinking. The challenge is coming up with a good name. I mean, it, it, to be honest with you, it sounds like a Hot Wheels playset. It does, doesn't it? it? Sounds pretty cool, though. Which I would totes totes play. 
Actually, it sounds a lot like a um Protracted Silence. What the hell is the name of that game on PC? Um, Rocket League. It sounds a lot like a Rocket right, League. Mod. Yes, it does sound a lot like Rocket League. I just figured it'd be easier to cut if I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are. It sounds. Oh, it sounds a lot like a Rocket League uh, mod, actually. Yeah. When you're yeah, charging around on bears. I don't know. I kind of want like a like a WC Fields posh lad goes to cricket. Oh, okay. Um, but but, but, but he's his, a Viking. But he's a Viking. Mm. So, you know, he's shunned in the regular leagues. But he's got in, got an incredible pair of arms on him. Well, yeah, look, because they're mystically sutured onto him from a bear. Mm. Ah. And he's so got he... the right to bear arms. Oh, that was oh, oh I love it. And, um, and uh, he goes on to bowl a wide at the ashes. Wonderful. To bowl a googly. Ashes. That's the fire magic. Ashes. Oh, hey, well done. I'm trying to reincorporate oh, that. I did not know where I was going, and then ashes, and everything was fine. I managed that's to get beautiful. The fire magic in. Let's move on. Let's. Uh, Ryan writes in, Woofrup, so warmer fantasy role-playing. She's a feminist, communist, Varenian demagogue, obsessed with the Skaven conspiracy, recently touched by Zinch. Zinch is the uh, is the god of of uh, well, hang on the Skaven conspiracy. I, I just want to translate this for people who Please. don't play Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. I don't know what 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 Varenian is. My apologies. Demagogue is a word that means someone who's in charge of people, possibly through underhanded means. The Skaven are a race of rat men who live underneath the cities of, of Warhammer, and Zinch is the evil god of machinations. Good, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> What's the role playing challenge for this uh, for this character? Uh, so if it's if if it's true, uh, Varena is the goddess of learning, knowledge, and justice. That sounds I've perfect. Just, just googled. Okay. So a feminist, communist, knowledge based demagogue obsessed well, with the conspiracy, recently touched by Zinch, who is the god of um, uh, evil plans, basically, and change. I see. And I birds see. and the color blue and fire. What I'm seeing, Sigmarai X-Files. Oh, hello. Okay. Okay, so okay. We're, we're looking at witch hunter bands of two mm-hmm. people, obviously. Yeah, using using like investigative methods rather than your standard round up a troop yep. and go set them on fire. And feminist. Yeah. Uh, knowledge-based demagogue. Yeah. That's Scully. Yeah, okay. And like, and like a... A, like a, a slightly spaced out hunk for the other one. Exactly. Yeah. I also like the idea that like Zinch has made her incredibly intelligent, and yep. she she started to become corrupted. But until then, basically Zinch is sending her against his enemies. Yeah, and but also, they're also I mean, baddies. Like, and it's and it's given her the, the the problem that she can only only tell people that she's a medical doctor and not just a doctor. I've not seen enough X-Files to get that joke. Every every single time in the X-Files, Scully explains her job. She Mm -hmm. says, I'm a medical doctor. As opposed to a doctor of literature. Yeah, but like she's she's in a lab coat. Mm. Cutting (laughs) open a corpse. I'm a medical doctor. Like We know. know. Nobody's questioned this. Do you want to get a stethoscope? Yeah. Alright. Next up. Next one. Um, Scanlan Saltlick, or the Sugarbug Jive. Writes in. Both both sides of that at symbol are great. <laughs> a very blunt druid with anger issues. He likes collecting animals and hitting people. 
shape change into uh, into rocks. The most because blunt thing ever. You see, I think animals are blunter than rocks because you can make axes out of rocks. But it like an an un, an unworked rock, a natural rock. It's still sharper than a bear. I don't think it is. I think if you look at a bear, there's uh, there's intentionally sharp pieces on a bear. Okay, all right. Let's think of it this way: the 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 exterior of a bear, most mm-hmm. of that is cuddly soft. There are some Correct. sharp bits, but it's mostly it's cuddly soft. Including the, exterior, the talons. The talons aren't cuddly soft. The exterior of a rock, you you rub yourself against that, it's going to leave a mark, my friend. Yeah, an abrasion. Yeah, maybe a cut. Blunt. I just think bears are blunter than rocks. I don't think that's true. I mean, they're more portable than rocks. That's that's depends on the size of the rock. That's fair. Yeah. Role play challenge. Rather <laughs> 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 well, just inventing the best blunt druid creation. I think um, that, that the the druid needs to start um, collecting people and hitting animals. Change it up a bit. Yep. Just just flip reverse that. Um, so maybe not slavery. Because that sounds like a bad thing. Yeah. Um, maybe. Um, maybe like so. Like so to cult like cultivate a. Um, oh, but they don't want to hit animals either, do you? That's not like fun. No. Like just just trying to think like punch a lion and get a load of people to really respect you and follow you around. Maybe shape change goes wrong. So wild shape goes wrong, mm-hmm. and they start turning into rocks rather than animals ah, because okay, of right. their blunt. Personality so and anger issues. A bit like in Fantastic Four. Where Th- that that was the bit that always really upset me about Fantastic Four. Oh, where they got their personality traits turned into superpowers, and one yeah. of them turned into a hideous monster. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hear me out here, right? They got their personality traits turned into superpowers. So you've got uh, Ben or the Thing. Now the Thing is tough and no nonsense, so he turns into a rocky monster. Cool, I get that. That's his personality. The Human Torch. Fiery, passionate, turns into a fiery guy. Okay, cool, you know, kind of blurring the lines, whatever. The invisible woman, always trying to avoid conflict, goes invisible. That's great. The the doctor, the professor guy. Reed always, Richards. Reed Richards, always reaching for new heights of science. Oh, you're Stretch Armstrong now. Fuck you. Yeah. So we're going to give you. you the power of Dalzim from Street Fighter. Anyway, not that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That was rubbish. Um... I think that the role playing challenge is to replace the inside with the, with, a, with a, the inside of as many buildings as possible with little gardens until people don't notice. Until people notice. <laughs> no, until it becomes so commonplace that people don't <laughs> notice anymore. <laughs> that is, just, that is how the insides are. Don't talk about the little gardens in my living room, please. The druid will be back. <laughs> She's very blunt. She can hear. <laughs> it's awful. And a raven just turns and stares at you and starts writing everything down. <laughs> Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, now, I believe this, his name is James Isles. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mispronounce it. Uh, a medieval wizard detective trying to keep other wizards in line while dealing with a gambling addiction and lycanthropy. That's um, that's, that's, oh. that's a big day, yeah. Oh, I've got what it. You got? What you got? Your life's work to recreate mm-hmm. that painting of dogs playing poker. Oh, that's great. But with, with different dog, types with, of lycanthropes. With different dog boys. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm down with Okay. That. Yeah, that's it. That's what you've got. That's uh, it. <laughs> that's yeah, that's it. Yeah. He's got to try and find... I guess the detective part is going to try and find the other web. 
creatures yeah. where rats where, and then pardon them for their crimes where chinchillas sorry I've got so a picture co- I've got a picture of a very cute chinchilla on my second monitor <laughs> so everything is chinchillas today <laughs> Chris sent me a picture of a chinchilla before we started recording because he thought it would be nice <laughs> was it not nice it was lovely. It just looks like such a comfortable little creature. Oh, I want to it? hold it in my hand. And also a picture of a cowboy, a cowboy bulldog on a rocking horse. Yeah. Thanks, our bulldog gifts. The final character comes in from Charlie Etheridge Nun. Sorry, Charlie Etheridge Nun. Final question comes in from Charlie. And explo- <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like if you just do it. it's Charlie Etheridge. Make him sound yeah. like a steampunk class. Yeah. Charlie. Ether Ridge. Ooh. Approach Ooh. the Ether Ridge. Strap Man on your galvanic perch. goggles. Sorry. Mount the lightning frame. <laughs> wow. Hop on it. <laughs> Get you. It's not going to hop on itself. Um, an expl- he writes, an explorer society newbie trying to convince the world she's legit, armed only with a grappling hook, rope, and books. My challenge for you is to make those into a valid weapon. <laughs> with tape. Why she's she's got rope. Yeah. But I'm guessing like like a really long flail. That would be good. And you well, can say what's what's the what's the Japanese weapon? A, a kusirigama? The, kusirigama. The hook yeah. with a chain and then a weight. Yeah, you're um the woman from um Kill Bill uses one, doesn't she? Yeah, that but with a book on one end and a grappling hook on the other. It'd be great because you could say knowledge is knowledge is half the battle, and then smack their brains out with a book, and then gut them with the grappling hook, and this is yeah. the other half of the battle. Yeah. Or like, hey, boss, should I throw the book at them? That's another one oh, as well. That's good. It's pun yeah. heavy. Yeah. I'm really grappling with this one. Hook to meet you. <laughs> he can't come to the phone right now. He's all <laughs> tied up with rope. Hang on, no, that isn't how it. He's he's all tied up. Ooh. He's all tied up. That's better. Yeah, that's, that's, good, yeah. that's definitely a tighter yeah. phrase. <laughs> oh dear! Since that the pen is mightier than the sword, because the pen wrote the books. Oh, okay, it's not typed or anything. No, I guess it's you know it might be typed. Well, it doesn't doesn't specify a time period. I think our puns really went downhill there, Chris. Uh, it's not. I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, make that into an actual weapon. You might want you might you might want to consider doing like a lot of lifting and then putting all the books into a bin and then strapping the bin to the grappling hook. Yeah, or the books mm-hmm. are actually your spell books, ah. and you could try and hide the fact that you're climbing a mountain through just using a levitation spell, <laughs> and that you're actually oh this is very difficult oh my how does anybody do this while you're climbing? I was doing a climbing mime. No, I, 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 I heard. Pop- I, I could hear it in your voice. Good, good. Um, oh no, it's just a really good grappling hook, guy. That's why it yeah. looks like I'm not I'm not exerting myself much at all. Yeah, like so you've got to try and prove you're legit, but yeah. you're 100 percent not legit. We've had one more question come through, and we're, we're oh. going to stop after this one. This, this is oh. from Andrew J. Young. Mikhail, a weathered rock gnome warlock. Love it already, Andrew. Mm-hmm. With a past in the secret police, he is currently a very straight-laced regular detective. Shit, man. That's that really. Is- good. Uh, oh, I'm playing that. Oh, that's brilliant. Rock gnome warlock. I'm just imagining like a horrid little gnome. So, well, no, see, what I'm seeing is Ilya Kuryakin from The Man from Uncle. Okay, but gnome sized. But gnome sized, yeah. So there's been there's been the a, a sort of Cold War mm-hmm. between fantasy Russia, populated by rock gnomes, mm-hmm. 
and the West. And he's 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 passed. Who, who, who are the West? Who are the West in the situation? Um, I don't know. Maybe the medieval wizards with gambling addictions and like and lycanthropy. <laughs> okay, right. Um, what a country! Yeah, and so he used to be a part of the essentially the KGB, mm. but now post Cold War, he's being he's being a, he's currently a very reg- straight laced regular detective, and so he's mm. he's in the West being a detective because mm. there's more money there at the moment. Right. However, his How- like his 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 old life keeps coming back to haunt him. Literally, because he's a warlock. Like Shit, demons good, yeah. keep raising back up, but they've all got yeah. really thick Russian accents. So, um, so it gives so, the game away instantly. So, <laughs> so, 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 like, so he he made a lot of dodgy deals in the past, and it turns yep. out they were with extraterrestrial entities. Yeah, and now they're coming back. That's fantastic. I like that a lot. I mean, like that, that is that is a tight character as it is. Mm, tight and sweet mm, simultaneously. I've got. Uh, so, so thank you for sending those in. Um, if you have any ideas for themes or questions like that, um, please let us know because we've already run out. <laughs> We're better at answering questions than we are at asking them. It turns out. Mm. Well, just, just popping back to the Google form now. Turb asks, "Hey Turb, how you doing, Turb? Oh, Turb. How, you, how you living? How you living, girl? Thank, thanks for the content, by the way, Turb. Just <laughs> top class content. We didn't get to use Turb's question last week, and I'm actually going to read it out now." Um, Turb's question last week was rest of party are mad that I take seven rounds to paint the nails on Bigby's grasping hand in every encounter, please advise <laughs> um, to which my advice is to, you know at the start of your wisdom career, take it to a to a nail salon, get that shit su- get that shit shellacked that stays on forever that stays on pretty much forever, and so whenever you summon it it's going to be there now, admittedly, this does limit your your choices in in mixing and matching your nail varnish with accessories. That uh, yes, but then I guess you mm. could put on a less long a less long lasting mm. top coat. Ah, okay. Well, then no, that's, you don't know much about nail varnish, I'm afraid, Chris. I know nothing. No, no. Turb asks this week though, what classic monster most deserves its own World of Darkness book? Turb desires Yetis. <laughs> Thanks for referring to yourself in the third person there, Turb. I like that. Like, like Turb keeping their gender and anything about them a real mystery I very much enjoy. It's, it's always good. So, classic monster, a full book. So, obviously, we've had your vampires. I just thought, like, mummies. But mummies are already a stupid yeah, that monster. Was, that was going to be a joke. And <laughs> yet. Just, 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 just covered in bandages and running around. Yeah, like, like Frankenstein, done. Yeah. Werewolves done. Mm-hmm. I think I think Kaiju. That's that's tricky. Like Ghidorah King Kong. Mm. I think they need their own book. I think that would work. Mm. Mm. <laughs> You're having troubles, I can see that. I don't I don't like it. I don't love it. Shocking. What would you go for? Then? Shambling mounds. That's that's not a classic monster. All right, fine. Gnomes. <laughs> there you go. Actually, that's already changed, thing, isn't it? Yeah, but like I was about to say, you're like the horrid little gnomes. You know the ones, but yeah, that's actually, all changed thing. Santa's gnomes, Santa's elves. Well, so, so so we we just flash back to the earlier part of this podcast and release that as a one splat book. Yep. That's 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 not that's not its own Top standalone game. Dollar. 
It's not so standalone. Oh, I've got it, Chris. I've got it. All right, all right. Skellingtons. Oh, Skellingtons. Skellingtons yeah. is good. Because like we've we've had the we've had sexy undead with vampires. We've had tormented undead with Geist and Wraith, but Wraith spend most of their time in hell anyway. Hmm. How about just Skellingtons? Spooky scary Skellingtons. How how come you am Skellington? In a dark, dark house on a dark dark, dark, dark street. Like... <laughs> or or Loch Ness monsters. I mean that does rather okay. limit your campaign arc. But but they can play the Nessies. I mean the classes do write themselves, don't they? Don't they? Par Nessie? Ma Nessie? Are you thinking of the Bruins? No, I'm thinking okay. of Nessies, the children's okay. television show that was yeah. essentially the Bruins underwater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wet Bruins. <laughs> Grotesque. Although to be fair, a Yeti game would be quite fun. I mean, you could quite easily adapt Werewolf, I think. But you just can't ever shift out of get of um giant was it Krenos? Your giant fuck off man beast form. Yeah, I I tried to read Werewolf and then That's alright. Nah. Bigfoot That's great. Traditionally solitary. What's what about all your all your basic cryptozoologist? Your 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 your, your cryptozoology thing. Yeah, your cryptids. So yeah. your Bigfoots, your where your Yetis, your <gasps> bla- your Chupacabra. black Chupacabra. The goat suckers. Mm-hmm. They must have done this one already. King of cryptids. I think actually they called it Beast. Oh really? Like they released one last year where you're just kind of a, a like an elemental monster because they've uh, run out of monsters to, to to work with. Actually, like things like Jersey Devils. Mm, Mothman. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, oh, oh! Cars. Cars. Yeah, Disney's Cars. <laughs> I think I think that would end up being the most horrifying of all. Imagine that. Imagine what happens when you open the door. Yeah, like, I mean, the only thing I can think about cars is that they have the biggest letdown in their childhood ever. In that they can't aspire to have a bed that's shaped like a car. Well, they just have a bed that's shaped like a human. Yeah. But, that, mm. but like, humans exist in that world and are alive. Well, I don't think humans are ever referenced. It's all cars. It's but post airport. But the, but the car's got an internals. Like, it's got a steering wheel. We don't ask where the cars are made. We should. Well, okay, how how about this for a World of Darkness uh, uh, book? Jet Girls. Jet Girls. Not, not Jet Girl from Tank Girl, but those weird Japanese um, cartoons where the girls are fighter jets. I haven't seen one of these, but now I'm going to. Yeah. And so you've got like different kinds of fighter planes, or like also like girls are warships. Like it's quite a common you, thing to take. Are you just a... talking about Tank and Panzer again? No, or whatever it no. was, girls and Panzer. Girls and Panzer. No, no. Okay, so that that is girls in a tank. A bizarrely popular Japanese thing is to combine a cute, a cute school age girl and a weapon of war in the same character. Oh, so you'd have like a girl who is also with a tiger tank. I'm. I'm gonna need to make and to like have a long conversation with the person who makes the decisions on these things. It's it's all of Japan. Well, we're gonna have to sit down. They're gonna have to queue up. Form <laughs> an orderly queue. Chat. This, this isn't okay. You all motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> you just—I don't mind what you do. Just just calm it down a notch. Just one yeah. notch. That's um, all I'm looking for here. Is it skeletons then? I think it's skeletons. 
Skeletons would be great because like you'd have to hide the fact that you're a skeleton. You've got lots of spoopy powers. Yeah, trench coat being a very important ability. Yeah, um, you can make haunted houses instantly. Oh, yeah, I mean, the amount of money you can rake in over Halloween. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, that's that's really the only... You know, that's, that's your busiest time of the year. That's not true, that's not true. Stunt work. Mm-hmm. You know, pretending to get shot, doesn't matter to you, then drinking a pint yeah. of milk and it coming out the holes. That's true. Yeah, I mean, like you could also you could pretend to be a skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> that would also be an easy job for you, yes. Yeah, because you are a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> much like the cars, pretending to be cars. Thank you very much for writing in, Ted. <laughs> Dylan Malenfant writes in, Grant, if I want to make my next character look as cool as you, what sort of scarf-slash-haircut combo should I aim for? Don't stroke his ego. Thanks for writing in, Dylan. What's I think your you answer? should. Well, I think that you should go for a for a light um, mono mono coloured pashmina because that you can wear that with any outfit. Um, and you should get the haircut, which is colloquially known as the fuckboy haircut, just <laughs> 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 what I currently have. Side short, and top what long. I aspire to. You get you get the side short, top long, grow a beard. It's like makeup for boys. Anyone looks good with a fuckboy haircut. <laughs> I would not. Well, you don't have hair on the top of your head. That is fair. And that's why, if I tried to do it, it would look awful. Sean Smith writes in, Why are DM screens so bollocks? <laughs> so I, I, I had a minor discussion with Sean Smith about this. Okay. On, on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, oh, I shit, have, aren't they? I have, like, six of them on the shelf behind me why and i've used i think i used it once because there was one in the starter set when i first started playing D, mm. and i didn't know any better you used to like because i remember when you started playing D and we started running D for me back in first year of uni you used to mm. occasionally put a book up in front of yourself to roll dice and then put the book back down yeah that that, that was like the extent of it but it's like they're so confrontational yeah, here, like, it is my, here it is my chamber of secrets. You can make up whatever the fuck you want. Why do you have to hide it? shall pass. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can literally just go, okay, the, the, the orc rolls a seven. Like, staring there... you directly in the eyes and clearly not rolling any dice. If there's any game that I need to, um, I, I, I need to have six pages of rules available for reference at all time, I don't want to play that game. Yeah, it's taxing. You know, like, it's just, like, it's generally just plus two or minus two. Yeah. In any given system you want to use. Like that, there is one good thing you can do if you get the if you get a DM screen as a bundle, like you're not going out and buying the DM screen, right? If you get it with the book, mm-hmm. then what you do is you just turn it so that everybody can see the art, mm-hmm. and that's a nice bit of inspiration. That's nice. Yeah, you, you can also use it actually as a way of displaying. Let's say um, NPCs have um, have like you have actors who play NPCs, as it were. So like, yeah. oh, this, this NPC is played by uh, Anthony Stewart Head. Then you have a picture of Anthony Stewart Head you slot on the front of your GM screen and it gives you a player something to refer to. You can yeah. also store initiative along it with pegs, which is quite good fun. That's useful. Um, we gave up using initiative a long time ago, Chris and I. Yeah. Initiative <laughs> um, is for chumps. Yeah, well, uh, chumps and honestly rogues. Yeah. But uh, but like you, you you can get you can get people's names and you, you put them on a peg and you peg those to the top of your screen and then you can just count along so everyone knows... Um, Who's next in the turn order? Yeah, I mean that's 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 useful in the more complicated systems, mm. but in in any system that we write, nah. I also think 
also think it's quite good because you can just do doodles while the players are talking and wasting time and they don't know how bored you are. Yeah, and you can you can do that thing where you stack up dice. Mm. And then you can admonish the players, like, pay attention, stop stacking up dice. <laughs> and they can't see that you're doing it. You until, can also... Until that inevitable like, clatter. It also lets you just roll dice for the noise of it. Yes. Which is nice. Like, if you... Uh, I actually wrote, I think I wrote like, about a six-page section in, the, in the, re- the recent edition of Paranoia about how to, how to fool your players into thinking the dice rolls you're making mean anything. <laughs> well, if they know they're playing Paranoia, they are fully aware that they don't. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I wanted to have that. Wanted to have like almost like a meta trick where they think, like, so like, so like, roll the dice. Ask your player, like, ask the player for their dodge modifier. Nod and then say whatever you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that works. But yeah, essentially, a DM screen is there to to occlude information, mm. which isn't useful in an RPG unless that information is I actually took six pieces of pizza when I was only yeah. meant to take four. I think, like, and also like, it depends on the, on the way in which you're doing RPGs. So, like, if, if if you're exploring a dungeon and you want the dungeon to be like a surprise and a mystery, you don't want the players to see it, and your players want to keep that information hidden from themselves and can't trust themselves not to look at a map because presumably you're playing with six year olds. No, 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 actually, you know what? No, that's rude. I, I take that back. Some people like to have the have the the surprise of exploring a dungeon and the surprise of having out of, uh, out of character and in character information and withholding that information in the same um, state. That's cool. It's not my scene, but that's what DM screens are for. Yeah. I think that I think that the, the DM screens are primarily for people who don't improvise a great deal. Yeah. And um, we are in the camp, and Sean is too. I, I know Sean; he lives quite close by to me. He is in the camp of of, uh, of making stuff up as you go along, um, which is just significantly easier than yeah. actually writing things. Yeah, when you when you when you got to page through eight pages of notes. Yeah, we've got one last question. This question comes in from Bill. Rules porting sounds like something that can only be done by people who get game mechanics in a way I've made pretty clear I cannot grok. Nonetheless, it may also be a way for me to sidestep my deep and abiding hatred of rules by swapping a complex system for something more streamlined. Can you offer an example of rules porting? Bonus point if you can do it using the rules for over the edge, as I know Grant likes those rules but has no time whatsoever for the setting. I mean, that's true. Yeah. The setting is a load of hot bobbins. Just warm, steamy bobbins. It's just it's 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 nonsense. I I, I appreciate it. It's, it was a, it's a product of the time. Um, there's something interesting about it, but not interesting enough to actually play the game. Uh, the, the the rule system for Over the Edge is a very it's a very um, clever early rules light system in a large product. Um, it uses d sixes and you roll them and it's easy, basically. Uh, but it's it's it's, it's uh, small pools of d six. However. I don't remember the rules quite well enough to port them over live on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the thing is, like, in a lot of um, situations, all you're doing is you're not porting the rules; you're porting the setting. Mm. So don't don't port the rules over. That's difficult. Port over the setting and play it in another rule set on onto some rules that you already understand. Yeah. So well, I, th- I think I think the thing that Billy's made clear is that he hates rules and doesn't want anything to do with them, and is trying against his better judgment to role play over and over. <laughs> well, in which case, just flip a coin whenever you want to do anything. <laughs> you know, that's the th- that's the thing. Like, um, like that's not rule- a bad way of doing it. Rule sets are rule sets are fun because they give us limitations to operate within, and they give us a stable world to build stories in, and that's great. The problem is. 
um, is if you if you don't understand the rules, it can become constricting and limiting, and you can feel nervous about about doing things and committing, especially if you're doing. So I know for a fact that Billy um, wanted to run uh, the laundry files, which is Lovely. a kind of um, Chris. Can you describe the laundry files? Um, it's a BRP Cthulhu game with a huge administration process and audits. Mm. Yeah. So you have to keep track of every paperclip you've used. It's, uh, it's, it's it's very British as well. Oh, it's very British. You know I quite like it's it's, Brit- it's British in the same way that Red Dwarf is British. Mm. That no one really likes what they're doing or 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 the people they're doing it with. Yes, it is. It is the number one game that I want to run, but nobody mm. will play with me. No, I'm not interested. I love it very sorry. deeply. But the the thing about the thing about uh, the laundry files is it has a lot of um, specific rules. For situations and spells and magic and um, artifacts and that sort of thing, so I can see why Billy might be uncomfortable with putting that across. I think, honestly, the best way to port rules is to learn fate. Yeah, understand how fate works. Now, fate isn't my favorite system by a long shot, but it does tell stories very well. It's it's a bit lumpy when it comes to combat, but you know what isn't. And it's it's a very good way of telling a telling uh, using a generic rule set for telling exciting stories about competent people who who take action and do things, and so you can use fate to run pretty much anything as long as your heroes survive. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't use it to run a like a dungeon crawl meat grinder. I wouldn't use it to run survival horror. I. I could, I mean, it's possible to use it to run, like, political games, it's possible to use it to run games where no one ever lifts a finger and hurts anyone else. Um, it's very broad, and, 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 and it's, like, the rules are also fairly brief. There's only four types of actions you can make in the whole game. Um, if you can learn fate, then you can run any story, and that's that's what I'd recommend. Um, but that's not a very funny answer. I think, I think one thing to think about is how long are you going to be playing the game that you want to port over? Hmm. If you're looking at a game for a year then I can understand fully messing with the rules and getting yeah. it right because you've got progression systems, you've got balance levels. Mm. If you want to play three games, the rules don't matter, end of the yeah. day. But yeah, you can look for just like what grants one-page RPGs mm. and just use that. Yeah. Um, I want, I'm, I'm going to have a fun question for the last one. All right, all right, hit me. This one comes from Reddit, from the user I am Randy. Oh, <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I'm looking for ideas on how to get mutant cannibals into a bunker designed to withstand a nuclear war. Okay. Funnels. <laughs> Have you considered the door? Teleportation. Witches. Riding a nuclear bomb. Uh, they were there all along. Yeah, disguises. <laughs> Big moustache. Borrowing. Ask, ask Santa. Game delivered in a present. They merely hide within a can of beans. Oh, they'll last forever in there. They won't even uh, go off. And then burst out. Gross. They get posted to them in a box. Mm. Um, they, um, you, you notice the eyes of a portrait moving. And then upon taking out the portrait, you see it's a secret tunnel full of mutant cannibals. <laughs> it was never a portrait. It was a zombie dressed as Napoleon. <laughs> he just hadn't worked out that he could go past that line. <laughs> they they ride a horse in through the window. 
it turns out that they weren't very it wasn't a very good nuclear bomb shelter and a nuclear bomb goes off and just takes the, the roof off <laughs> they can just walk in they'd only nuclear proof the bottom half yeah which was not clever they got the plans upside down oh no that's why the stairs don't work <laughs> <laughs> and you have to do a little you have to do a that's, little hop to get up an, to the to get through the doors that's an unusual ceiling hmm <laughs> I don't know why that lamp's just sort of lackluster hanging on the floor. Oh, there. That's very odd. Well, I suppose I mean the architects know best. Don't don't they just? Don't they just? Uh, they they no. ride in on penny farthings. They assume gaseous forms and are sneezed. <laughs> um, it's viral and gets in the air vents, turning the people who are already in the bunker into zombies. That's genuinely quite a good idea. I'm, I'm upset you came up with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, um, one of them gets bitten by a radioactive squirrel, turns into squirrel girl, goes insane, kills half of them, and then bursts out the side whilst looking for nuts. Brilliant. Okay. I think I think honestly, the penny farthings has got it. <laughs> I think. I, think I just got, I've just got the image of them in the, like those straw boaters and the sort of hipster dungaree thing. But they're also like slavering mutant cannibals. Yeah, yeah, but like they're, like they're from Williamsburg. <laughs> okay, because I was I was getting more of like a like 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 a Victorian gent. Oh no, I was definitely going hipster angle. Oh, okay. And just smashing a load of penny farthings at dangerously high speeds down the, down the winding corridors of a nuclear bunker. <laughs> just bombing it down the stairs. <laughs> Sma- <laughs> smacking their heads off the doubtlessly low ceilings. Yep, just, oh, it's, it's a mess. They'd, they'd have to drift the entire way through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of them ring the doorbell. Mm, mm, that's true, yeah. That's Avon good. calling. And they open the door to them. Idiots. They grow up from beneath like trees. The entire bunker floods and they swim in like sharks. That's nightmarish, actually. I don't like that. I mean, that's that's genuinely horrible. Imagine that happening. Imagine being in a nuclear bunker that has completely flooded Mm. and you're just searching for air pockets. Oh, my God. And 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 you've got some... That's a really good horror game. So, like, you've got... um, You're trapped in a nuclear bunker and you've got... um, um, like limited air supplies. Yeah, it's like but, it's 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 a hundred percent limited because you will exhaust the air supply. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, what, what, no, what, what I mean is, like, you've got, um, let's say, you've got enough air supply that if you just hide out in your pockets, you'll probably be okay for the rest of the game. However, zombies are coming for you. Uh, these mute cannibals are coming for you, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got um, limited ability, like oxygen tanks, to swim to other places. Yeah. But you're like your rolling exertion rolls, and, and like and like the more you exert and, and the more you push, the harder it's going to be. And like you can get to dry land, sure, but like you're trapped there, and you'd care. That would be fucking terrifying. Yeah, well, it, it, what's going to be super interesting is like trying to open the bunker. What from the inside? Yeah. Well, because of the water pressure. Yeah, because if it's, oh, if it's Jesus. if it's flooded, then presumably the outside is also flooded. So. I just think like it, it could just be watertight, and like you, you've had, you've had a like a burst water main from underneath. Yeah, that actually that'd be quite good because then when you let's say you get the vault door open, because, because everything the, the inside can- that bunker is suddenly going to violently exit through that door. Yeah, because the cannibals don't need to breathe. They don't need to breathe. Let's say they, 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 they can breathe water. They're mutants. They kills. They're mutants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like so, like so they're swimming down these water pipes. And yeah. there's a and like there's a there's a crack after how many hundreds of years, um, and then the water starts to flood into the um, nuclear bunker, 
and then like you're forced out of cryo sleep as this as this thing starts filling up around your fucking ankles. But yeah, like as oh, as, your, as your cryopod cracks open, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you fall out and like your head goes underwater, so it's uh, waist high when you get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got to get food. You've got to work out what the hell's going on because you've just been in cryo sleep for a hundred years. Ah, oh, that's so cool. That doesn't that doesn't seem like be that hard to write either. No, you need a map. I mean that's a that's a really tight one shot game. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a one page, which is a one shot. Yeah, it's a one shot. You need a little bit more than that because oh, I mean that. you need a map. You know, you know what we should you know what we should do like eventually because uh, let's wrap it up now. I was, think, uh, I was thinking I was thinking doing a uh, I think you're doing a Patreon. Chris and I've been chatting about, about maybe once we get a bit more support for the show and get, get a few more people interested in the show and please do tell your friends about the show please rate, rate and review us on iTunes I know it's hackneyed and boring every podcast says it but it really helps and we it's love it when you share us with people we, we also we've had, we've had three lovely reviews posted already some Th- of them th- genuinely lovely I was very happy thanks to so those. much thanks so much for that oh actually one other thing I need to say one other thing I need to say I've received a communique on SoundCloud oh so, some motherfuckers trying to eat our lunch, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I make those sandwiches special. I was contacted by the operator of another podcast. A podcast known as Interparty Conflict. Who had the temerity to, uh, to, to, to run a very similar podcast to ours. <laughs> uh, where they answer questions both from people who write in and on Reddit, and they had the temerity to do it before us. <laughs> if only we'd have noticed, they'd have done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd like to. It was. It was purely a case of um, parallel evolution uh, into party conflict. My, my sincere apologies for um, for for what seems like stealing your idea. Literally, I mean, uh, on our regular voice chats, Grant went, Chris, have you heard of this other podcast? <laughs> I was like, no, I, no, I haven't. Oh, they're very similar to us. They are very similar. So if, if, if you like what we're bringing, you might like Interparty Conflict. It's similar. It's very similar. Uh, but it's American, so, you know. Oh, so if you prefer that accent. Yeah. Um, as I was saying, though, um, I was thinking we should get a Patreon set up. Eventually, once we get a bit more support, a um, bit more, you know, a bit da- more of a following. Down road. Down road. But um, one, one of the Patreon bonuses we could do is you know how every single fucking week we come up with some stupid idea for a one shot? Yeah. We run that and let them play in it? Yeah, that'll work. Because, like, like you, you, you're part of our special club, and then you, like, we will run, possibly release and record. Yeah. Our stupid ideas, but God, I'd love to play that Drowning Mutant game. I'm I'm calling it our stupid ideas. Our stupid ideas. Yeah, that would have been a much better title than Hearty Dice Friends. Huh? I did lobby for other ideas. Well, I and... pushed really hard for Hearty Dice Boys. Yeah, no, so I took the compromise of Hearty Dice Friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get a Discord set up. Yeah. All right. Let's all in there. Let's, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening. We've had a bit, bit of a longer than normal episode this uh, this week, so we may well edit that down, but we'll see. Um, it's always lovely to receive your to receive your questions and your suggestions, um, and it's a lot of fun to record the show as well. If you if you enjoy what you've if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please tell a friend. Please. And we if you haven't you. liked what you've heard, please tell an enemy. Or tell no one. Speak not. 
Yeah. Okay. But like, but like, maybe you haven't like what you heard. Maybe, maybe, maybe describe us in such awful terms that it sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like there's so, something so to bad learn. It's good. Yeah. And also All right. rate five stars. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye.